Check, check, mic check. Check, check, mic check. <laughs> Welcome to Podcast Envy, a production of the Creative Imposter Studios. I'm Andrea Clunder, your podcast boss. Are you getting tired of all of these episodes about imposter syndrome? I mean, really, we keep talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. Well, never fear, I am here to interrupt. No, put on pause. Add to, compliment, I am here with a little change of pace from the imposter syndrome and podcasting interview mini-series with a Hey Andrea episode. This is a spontaneous Hey Andrea episode inspired by a random post by a random stranger in a random Facebook group about podcasting, which has to do with interviews. Interviews, you know that thing that I really would like to know what percentage of podcasts are primarily interview-based? Actually, when I started this show, I intended to do zero interviews. The only interviews I was going to include are excerpts from my other show, The Creative Imposter, that I had with people who happened to be podcasters. I wanted to excerpt what they had to say about podcasting and put it on this show, which I did. And you can find those episodes linked in the show notes and also called Podcasters You Should Know. But then I wanted to do this imposter syndrome crossover and talk specifically with podcasters. And well, so here we are doing interviews. And a lot of people think that interviews are super easy to do. Start a podcast, call up a bunch of people, schedule them, do the interview, and the interviewee will be awesome and they will provide so much value for your guests and they will promote the crap out of your show and you will have a popular show and it will be amazing. And yes, interviews can be awesome, but let me tell you, interviews can also really suck. They can be boring, they can be cookie cutter, and when I say boring, they can be boring for you too, if you don't spice it up and make it interesting. And they can be super boring for your listeners if you don't take some time to carefully consider who, what, when, where, why, how you are interviewing, and also your editing. Oh, did you hear that? That just went by really fast. Who, what, when, where, why, how? That is what I teach my high school students. Back to the basics. Back to the basics. Journalism questions. How do we ask a questions? Okay, so this was the Facebook post. The Facebook post in the group was by someone who originally started a monologue style podcast where that is just one person talking, just the host talking. And she wanted to mix it up and add some interviews. And then she did. But the problem was that she was having a hard time getting more than one line or one sentence or short answers from the guests. And so it felt a little choppy and she had to do a lot of editing to give it a smooth flow and make it sound interesting. And she figured there must be something that I'm doing wrong or something that I could be doing better when it comes to interviews. And that is definitely the case. And I am here as your podcast boss with a little PSA on how you can make your interview episodes even better than before. So number one, it definitely makes a difference who you are interviewing. Sometimes people think, oh, it'll be cool just to have my friends and people I know on the show and we will just talk and have a casual conversation over coffee with friends. And it will be interesting to everyone because I think these conversations are really interesting. That is often not the case. When you are selecting your interview guests, here are a few things to consider. Has this person been interviewed by other people before? 
Have they been on other podcasts? Have they been interviewed for blogs? Have they been interviewed on TV or on radio? If they have or they haven't, that doesn't disqualify them from being a guest on your show, nor does it mean that they will necessarily be a better guest on your show. It is just something to keep in mind. If someone has done a ton of interviews, that means it is very likely that they have ready-made stories for you and have carefully thought out answers to questions that they get asked frequently, and they probably are not going to give you one-sentence answers unless they're really off that day. The danger of someone who has been interviewed a ton and on a bunch of shows is, and you will know this if you do your research by listening to other interviews that they've done, they might tell the same stories over and over again. They might have their branded answers and their topics that they like to talk about, and they may not deviate too much from the script. So your challenge as an interviewer is to try to find out something new. Try to get some new angle or some specific new story or ask them something that no one else has asked them yet to see if you can find something new and fresh and interesting and spontaneous. If someone has not been interviewed, let's say ever, they might be really nervous. They might not know what to expect. They might not have answers prepared for you. They might stutter a little bit more. They might take longer to warm up. That does not preclude them from being a good interview guest. The great thing about someone who hasn't been interviewed a lot is that you're going to get something really authentic from them if you do your job as an interview host. Also, it's going to be somebody new for your listeners to hear from that they haven't heard on 50 other podcasts before. Your challenge or your job as a podcaster is to make sure that that new interview guest feels as comfortable as possible. So you might need to send them a list of expectations ahead of time, which is good in any case with any interview guest, but really make sure they know the flow of the interview. Tell them ahead of time or in the moment that you get on the call together, say, hey, we're just going to spend a few minutes chatting before we start the official interview to give them a chance just to get comfortable in their space talking, ask them how their day has been so far. I do that with all my interview guests. I ask them how their day has been so far, what they've been up to. And I use that as a time to set my audio levels to make sure everything sounds right. But it also just gives them time to chat a little bit, maybe warm up their voice, maybe get more comfortable, feel more relaxed, let them know how much editing you do or do not do right? So I always tell my guests, don't worry, I edit my show. If you need to pause and think about something, if you need to get a drink of water, if there's some unexpected interruption, or if you need to say, hang on, let me rephrase that and say something over again, totally fine because I edit my show. So all of that stuff can go away flawlessly. No problem. If you do not edit your show, number one, Number two, make sure that they know that so that they don't do stuff like that, that you're just going to leave in and then it makes everyone sound bad. Podcast angel time. You have been hearing me throughout this episode mentioning editing because you are editing, right? Is editing taking a lot of time? In fact, are you not editing because it's taking so much time or because the learning curve would take so much time and you have 5 million other things that you could be doing? Well, guess what? I'm your angel because I can help. One thing we do over at the Creative Imposter Studios besides make this awesome podcast is we edit podcasts for other podcasters. 
And when I say edit, I am not just talking about add the intro music to the episode and the outro music, stick a sponsor spot in there and put it up on Libsyn. Although we do all of that, we carefully listen in real time to your podcast for flow, for being on brand, for making you and your guest, if you have one, sound as good as humanly possible so that your message is clear so that you sound trustworthy. In fact, I just read this really fun article about how audio quality matters because when people are listening to a well-edited, clear audio recording, they tend to trust the people speaking more and give them more authority and believe what they say rather than poor audio or speakers who um, like... um, Totally. Yeah. You know, like it's like um, when like, yeah, I say that stuff a little bit. But if you heard my podcasts before I edited them, it would be a lot more podcast editing services. Your podcast is your gift that you're giving to the world. And we want to make sure it's wrapped beautifully. Want us to wrap up your podcast in pretty sparkly paper with a lovely bow? Actually, I suck at gift wrapping. That's a terrible analogy. Head on over to podcastenvy.com, click the link to schedule a complimentary consultation, and we'll figure out if our editing services are right for you. Besides that, also preparing your guest with questions. This is a matter of opinion as to whether you should send your interview questions to your guest ahead of time or not. Here is what I do. It's kind of a mixture of both. I always send an interview confirmation reminder to my guests not too far in advance of their actual interview. It's usually 24 to 48 hours beforehand, so they don't have a ton of time to prepare. And I give them the rundown of making sure that they have headphones or earbuds. Every guest must have headphones or earbuds. Reminding them to be in a quiet space, reminding them to allow an hour for our interview, reminding them to make sure they have a solid internet connection, reminding them of the date and time for the interview. And then I say, here are some potential questions or topics we may or may not talk about. Do not feel like you have to over prepare or even prepare at all. We will start here and then see where the conversation takes us. And I do send them a few general questions that I tend to ask all my guests and then any specific topics that I definitely want to talk with this guest about in a broad sense. I do not send them every question I plan to ask them. I always, always, always hold a few in my back pocket as a surprise because some people will over prepare and then they will sound like a robot. Some people will not prepare at all. And that's fine, too. Some people feel more confident if they at least have an idea of the conversation. And this happened to me. Usually I'm not too terribly concerned about as a guest, as a guest, as a guest. Usually I'm not too terribly concerned about what the questions they're going to ask me are. I always, as a guest, listen to the show that I'm being interviewed on beforehand so that I get an idea of what that show is all about. I usually do that before I say yes (laughs) to the interview. So I definitely do my research and I have an idea of what they might ask me. But there was one time that I got thrown for a loop where the host wanted to talk about something completely different than I had in mind. And I just didn't really... What she wanted to talk about with me was something I hadn't really given a lot of thought to in the past. And so I was like working really hard in the moment to try to come up with intelligent sounding answers to what she was trying to get out of me. And I just it wasn't a topic that I knew very much about. And there were definitely other things that we could have talked about that I felt more comfortable discussing. And I kept trying to steer the conversation and she kept turning it back to this one topic 
And it was a little frustrating. I wish I had known because I could have spoken more intelligently about that topic. I just had never really thought that much about it before and was having a hard time coming up with spontaneous answers on the spot that were useful. So giving your guest an idea of what you want to talk with them about, if not some sample questions, might be a good idea. Just don't send them every single question word for word that you're going to ask because it's going to take away some of the freshness, authenticity, and spontaneity of your interview. Okay, so speaking of questions, what questions should you ask them? Here are a few tips. Of course, of course, of course, everyone's interview style is going to be a little bit different. The way you interview is not going to be the same as mine. It should not be the same as mine. Please do not copy my interview style. (laughs) And do not copy anyone else's interview style for that matter, because people can tell. People can tell. And it doesn't sound authentic and it's not interesting. A few rules of thumb. In general, unless you're trying to clarify a point, try to steer away from questions that can be answered with yes or no. They're just usually not that interesting. Better questions are open-ended questions that start with who, what, when, where, and my two favorites, why and how. These are questions that cause the guest to think a little bit and to fill in details rather than just saying yes or no to things with a short explanation. Why and how are my favorite questions because they really invite more space for reflection and space for value. So when you are selecting your guests, I kind of started with guest selection and then deviated (laughs) from there because like I said, this is an impromptu episode. But when you are selecting your guests, you want to be thinking about the guests who are going to have something to offer for your listeners. That something could be tips. It could be information. It could be inspiration. It could be support. It could be entertainment. It could be any number of things, but you want guests that are going to be relevant for your audience. And so when you ask them how questions, those can be very insightful and useful for your audience. And you can learn a lot, too, as a podcast host. A lot of times I will choose to interview people who I want to learn something from, and then I will ask them a lot of whys and hows. We've all heard that stories are very important in podcasting. So if you have a guest who is not a natural storyteller, how can you get them to speak in stories instead of facts? It can be tricky. Some are easier than others. I am someone who has a story for everything. And sometimes when I listen back to interviews that I've done, I'm like, oh my God, another story for real, Andrea. But it's just how I think. It's how my brain works. Some people are not like that. They're more straightforward. They're more factual. Or they think that that's what you want to hear. And that a story is too much of a rabbit hole or too much of a bird walk is what I've heard it called before. But Encourage them, encourage them to go down that rabbit hole, because if it's not relevant or it's not interesting, you can always edit it out, right? Because you are editing. (laughs) So how do you get people to tell stories with prompts like this? Can you tell me about a time when what was one moment that you can remember where if they give you one fact or one piece of information or one statement, you could say, "Ooh," and then what happened? Or you could say, So how did that make you feel? Or what happened next? And that will usually start to prompt some kind of story. And if they're just not having it, you can try a few times and then maybe you might just have to switch tactics to something else. Okay, so we've been thoughtful about selecting our guests. We have prepared our guests. We've got our who, what, when, where, why, and how open-ended questions. We've got a few storytelling prompts. 
Here is a magical pro tip that I heard once and it is escaping me where this pro tip came from. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Where did this come from? Maybe it was Alex Bloomberg. But here's the tip. Ask the question. Listen to the answer. And when they stop talking. Just be quiet. See, wasn't that an awkward kind of pause there? And you wanted something to fill in there. You didn't want to just leave that silence. So sometimes you can psychologically trick your guest into saying more by just being quiet and not saying anything. If it's too long and awkward, you can always edit it out. But sometimes if you're just quiet and you give them space, they'll say more. And the more that they say is the thing that they really meant to say. Or it's just that little extra detail that makes your interview all the more interesting. If they're just not filling in more information, one really simple thing that you can do is say, can you say more about that? And being able to ask the right questions and to know when to push or to know when to kind of pull more out of someone or to know when to be quiet, it takes practice for sure. It also helps if you've done your research and you've done your homework as an interviewer. So if you are interviewing someone who you don't know well, you found out as much as you possibly can about this person. You've listened to other interviews that they've been on. If it is someone that you know well, you've thought a lot about their experiences and their story, and you've thought about how to make sure that you're not just having an inside conversation, but that you're really bringing the listener in to get to know this person who you know really well and making sure that you're kind of guiding them along what it is about this person who you know really well that you want them to know as well. You're bringing them into this story. So a lot of times you might be asking this person questions that you actually even know the answer to because the listener doesn't know. The listener doesn't have that frame of reference. So being prepared as the interviewer is very, very important to know what it is that you want to get from the guest and also being present and listening and being spontaneous to see where the conversation takes you. I also always have an end point in mind, a destination. And so there's a shape to the interview where I start with planned questions, I leave space in the middle, and then at the end, I always make sure I've left time to bring it back to my final couple of questions, which tend to always basically be a variation on the same thing. And if you have been listening to The Creative Imposter, you know what those questions are for that show. And if you've been listening to these interviews on Podcast Envy, you know what those questions are for this show too. So I'm not going to tell you. You can do your research. There they are. Those are my tips for giving better interviews and asking better questions on your interview episodes for your podcast. Of course, there's a lot, lot, lot more to learn. And a lot of it is just practice in figuring out your interview style. But in the meantime, if you'd like to learn more from me, I encourage you to head over to thecreativeimposter.com forward slash five questions. That's thecreativeimposter.com forward slash the number five questions. Drop your email to get on the VIP podcast NB list and you will get five questions from me you haven't asked about your podcast. And those questions, I promise you, will help make you a better podcaster as well. Podcast Envy is produced by your podcast boss, Andrea Klunder. That's me. The Podcast Envy theme music is by Valentin Sosnitsky, courtesy of the Free Sound Project at freesound.org. And our podcast angel music is by Benjamin Masterpolito, also on freesound.org as Lemon Cream. All music is licensed under the Creative Commons. Our episodes are mixed by Edwin Ruiz. And hey, if you want your show to sound as good as ours, hire us. 
put the magic audio mojo of the Creative Imposter Studios to work for you. Thanks so much for listening, and here's to making your podcast the envy of everyone else.